0: When you're Almost Famous, you just might find yourself live on air on W.A.T.D. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 W.A.T.D. Introducing you to the world of local bands and musicians. We do it every Tuesday night from 8 till 10 p.m. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Route 53 in Pembroke online at tinyandsons.com. My name is John Shea. We are live on the Tiny stage tonight with Bryn Elliott. Bryn, good evening. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Thank you for coming all the way down to Marshfield tonight.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I love it.
0: My pleasure. And I have to say, I'm a big fan of yours.
1: Oh, thank you. Of
0: course. So... First things first, tell us who is Bryn Elliot.
1: Well, I am a local pop artist. Um, I'm currently finishing my senior year at Harvard. And yeah, that's that's the basics.
0: That's cool. So are you originally from this area?
1: I'm not actually. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia and then came here three and a half years ago for college and
0: I can hear the accent just a little bit yeah
1: it's there it's there
0: what brought you to New England
1: you know I um had never been to Boston before um like five years ago when I came and visited uh, with my dad and um I the moment that we like drove into the city I was just like this is this is different than Georgia. <laughs> and I, I love Atlanta and and it's definitely home because that's where my family is. But I feel like these past three and a half years I really feel like New England is home and it's awesome.
0: That's amazing. Well we're glad to have you here. Thank you. Tell us about Harvard. Why how did Harvard come into the picture?
1: Well, I um I was fifteen years old and I discovered that I really loved reading books and I felt like Harvard was a socially acceptable place for nerds like me. And, um, but that was kind of weird because no one in my family had gone to college before. And so I came to my parents with this dream to go to Harvard and they were like, well, that's interesting. Um, And then, yeah, when I was 15, I just started doing as much research as I can on college applications. I had no idea what a college application was. Um, but I did all this research and I and I decided to apply
0: That's incredible yeah. now. were we you, you accepted on the first try?
1: I actually was not I was waitlisted and Then I didn't clear the waitlist and then I ended up taking a gap year in portland, oregon to write songs um, And during that gap year I uh, reapplied and then got in <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. How do you think that uh, the college has affected your songwriting or, or your life as a, as a musician?
1: Oh, in so many ways. I think um, after that year off, I really discovered that I was an artist. And so when I um, when I was coming to college, I I really decided that I was going to take classes and study something that was going to really help me build a bank for song ideas and song concepts. And so... I decided to study philosophy because I think in music, we're always trying to get at the human experience. And that's what philosophy is also trying to do. Um, So I've written a few songs straight out of um, my philosophy textbooks. Like Might Not Like Me um, is a song actually about 17th century women philosophers (laughs) um, who were writing philosophy and they weren't really considered uh philosophers at the time but um a lot of them just decided you know what it doesn't matter if i'm not accepted in this world of philosophy um i'm still going to write and and even if people don't like it it's it's still me so that was kind of you, you would never know that from from listening to might not like me but i think that's just a testament to where a lot of my songs come from is this this these classes that i'm taking
0: and that's what i love about music is you can take a song concept from basically any place and yeah, make it amazing absolutely you've got the guitar in hand do you want to play a song live or play something off of the uh recorded collection here your choice um
1: i'll play a live one let's to hear get live. started yeah
0: um what are we gonna hear
1: i'm gonna play a song called Psycho, Stupid, Crazy.
0: I like the title.
1: <laughs> and it's, um, it's actually about that moment when we were just talking about Instagram and um, that moment when you stalk your ex on social media and how that can make you feel a little psycho and stupid and crazy.
0: Hence so, the song title. Exactly. <laughs> Let's hear it. We have Bryn Elliott on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. It's all yours.
2: This isn't me. Parked right outside of your house, huh? Checking if you're home, checking if you're out. This isn't me. On the edge of breaking down, huh? Creeping on my phone, stalking on you right now Been mad and jealous all night Acting like a weirdo Feeling down and uptight Don't know why you do it Make me psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Don't know why you do it Make me psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Going stupid and crazy, my love It should be you Overthinking what you said, ha Crying on your couch, crying on your bed It should be you Feeling like the walking dead, ha Broken in your heart, broken in your head Bit mad and jealous all night Acting like a weirdo Feeling down and off tight. Don't know why you do it Make me psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Don't know why you do it, me Psycho and stupid and crazy, my love Psycho and stupid and crazy, my love
0: Amazing. Bryn Elliott, live on the Tiny Stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Take us through how you wrote that song, please.
1: Well, I, um, I had been thinking about um, this thing that I did in the morning. I was writing the song in the afternoon, and I was like, what do I want to write about today? And I had a friend ask me, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? post breakup I was like I don't know I was like I spent like a ridiculous amount of time this morning just on my ex's Facebook like seeing what he was up to and that made me feel a little crazy a little stalkerish and and so we ended up writing this song my friend helped me out with that concept and and we wrote it and I wrote it kind of from a place the chords are a little bit darker than what I normally do in terms of like just starting on a minor chord, and yeah, yeah, that's how I wrote. Fantastic.
0: And you're a self taught guitar player, indeed, yes. How did that happen?
1: Well, I like I said earlier, I was applying to college when I was 15 and trying to figure that process out, and in so many ways, my life felt like a resume at that time. I just felt like I was trying so hard to, to be this, um, you know, person that would be accepted in in college. And I, as a result, I felt like a resume and not human. And so I, um, asked my dad if I could play this old guitar that he had. It was kind of like in the corner and no one ever played it. And I was like, Hey, can I just use this to kind of zone out at the end of the day? And he was like, sure. And so I picked up that guitar and went on YouTube and, Taught myself the E minor chord, and then the C chord, and then the G chord,
0: and then we were off. Do you remember the first song you learned to play in guitar?
1: I do. It was The Best Day by T- Taylor Swift. And um, I I was like, it was Mother's Day, and I was like, what am I going to do for Mother's Day? And I felt like I'd always given my mom like flowers, or she really likes hot tea or tea. And this year, I was like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to play her a song. She doesn't even know that I, like, sing. (laughs) So I learned how to play that song for her, and I played it for her on Mother's Day.
0: What was the reaction?
1: She was like, oh, honey, that's so sweet. And I don't think I really knew how to, like, sing and play at the same time at this point. It was very new. So she was like, oh,
0: that's cute. Now, was there (laughs) any thought maybe in the back of your mind that this is something that you wanted to do at that point?
1: Always, I think, I mean, I always, my mom's side is, is of the family is very musical. So music was always just kind of a part of our, um, of our life. And, and I think my like reaction, um, to kind of go to a musical place when I was stressed out with school stuff was like just a testament to the fact that it was always a part of me. And I think, um, yeah, from that moment on, it, it was just something that I couldn't put down or stop thinking about. So.
0: Were you a singer before you started playing?
1: Well, yes, in my mind. I don't know if I was a good singer. <laughs> um, but I loved like I loved Broadway musicals like Les Mis. I would constantly listen to them in my room. And I was always intrigued by singing. Um, my grandparents were around a lot when I was growing up. And they would be in the kitchen cooking dinner and they would be like singing old um 40s love songs to each other while they
0: cooked. That is cute.
1: And I was always just like, "Oh my gosh. What is coming out of their mouths? This beautiful sound." And so, yeah, I always knew that I was intrigued by song.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. We you so you mentioned Taylor Swift. Is that mm-hmm. one of your one of your influences for Oh, for, sure. for songwriting?
1: Yeah, Taylor Swift and then I don't know, people like Ingrid Michaelson and um I'm a huge fan of Brandy Carlisle. I love her too. <sighs> I think
0: she was just around here a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And she has just been I've actually had um Were you saying Ingrid or Brandy?
0: Brand I think both of them. Brandy. Yeah, I yeah know both, of the, well, was. both
1: of them. But I've had um the honor and the pleasure of opening up for Brandy um on tour and and just um getting to know her and yeah, she has been so inspiring to me even before i started um thinking about music as like a life um well the
0: story is like a classic at this point from her
1: yeah oh my gosh yeah it's it's one of the best songs i think ever written i couldn't
0: agree more so speaking of songs when you're songwriting Mm -hmm. is there a special place that you go to in your mind or maybe Mm -hmm. even physically that that kind of helps spark the creativity
1: yeah i actually um I always, I have to be sitting down, um, actually preferably on a
0: floor <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I write. Um, I've heard this
0: before, actually. You're not the yeah, only one.
1: It's, you know, I think sometimes when you're in a chair, you're, I don't know, it's comfortable, but there's something about feeling grounded when you're writing a song. And I think it takes a lot of confidence, um, to write a song. And I think that's a, that's a lesson I've learned. Um, and I think when you're on the ground, you feel more grounded, you feel a little more confident and you feel like you can just kind of say whatever. So, yeah, I, I like to sit.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, speaking of sitting, let's uh, let you sit for a little bit longer. We're okay. going to take a commercial break and uh, come back with uh, some more songs and some more stories from Brynn Elliott. Here are on 95.9 WATD. Does that work for you? Perfect. All right.
2: We know a lot about music. Mayflower, uh, combined with Philadelphia. No brainer, right? Because this is where the Mayflower landed. History, not so much. I'm not the historian. Let the people in the uh, production booth deal with that one.
0: (laughs) Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And we are back on the tiny stage tonight with the amazing Bryn Elliott. Bryn, how are you doing in there?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing great. You're sounding fantastic. Thank you. So let's take a look to the skies uh, with the weather yes. forecast. I know you're you're you know besides music and yes. going to Harvard, your your third dream in life is to be a meteorologist.
1: Indeed, indeed. Al Roker is my inspiration
0: for this. <laughs> what do we got going on?
1: All right, well, tonight we have showers, rain, and downpours until after midnight. Wind gusting to 35 to 45 miles per hour, high of 40. Wednesday, we have clouds breaking with increasing sunshine and falling temps, high of 56. And then Thursday is mostly sunny and cooler with a high of
0: 43. Nice job on that. Thank you. You forgot your uh, sign-off there. Bryn Elliott for 95.9 WATD Weather.
1: For (laughs) 95.9 WATD Weather.
0: Very nice. (laughs) Very cool there. So uh, at least it's not snow.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I like snow. Does it snow
0: snow a lot in Atlanta? No.
1: And when it does, it's apocalyptic. You know, it's like everything shuts down. Everyone (laughs) raids the grocery stores. But here it's like... Oh, snow.
0: Have oh. you tried skiing?
1: I I haven't tried skiing here. I would like to. I see people like skiing. I have skied before growing up, but I I haven't skied in Boston.
0: Skiing and I do not get along that well. You don't like it. I, I I I I'm a great skier. It's yeah. just stopping that's my problem.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't really remember <laughs> what it was like, but I, I feel like I can relate.
0: Excellent. That is the voice of Bryn Elliott. Bryn, share with us your website and any uh, social media platforms that you're available on.
1: Yes, you can find my website. It's com. That's B-R-Y-N-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Music. On Twitter at Bryn underscore music, and then on Facebook, just as Bryn Elliott.
0: Excellent. We were talking before the break about how you uh, started uh, playing uh, music around 15 years old. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that you could write songs?
1: I um, I realized I could write songs. um, I was about 17, so it was about two years that I was just playing covers and I never thought of myself as a songwriter. But then I was 17 and I actually lost a woman who was very close to me. Um, Her name was Marie and she was just a family friend that was very close to us and she um, passed away and i remember sitting down and i was i i think i identified as a writer at this point in my life i loved to write and i loved words and so i would write like on my computer and um like little essays or poems and i remember sitting down to my computer and and wanting to kind of like honor marie and then i realized that sitting at a computer was not the way to honor marie and i went and um picked up my guitar and wrote a song for her Um, and that was the most therapeutic thing that I experienced during that, that period of time. And then I realized you could do that with so many emotions, you know, you could sit down and, and write out your feelings. And that's what I did. And so I wrote like 20 songs during high school, (laughs) just with what I was feeling.
0: And how do you think your songs have evolved since, you know, from high school to Mm -hmm. present day?
1: Well, I think in the beginning they were um very much like folk country pop songs. Um, still just kind of like four chord songs with um pretty simple melodies, but I think now I really embraced pop music and um have had a real desire to write um pop songs that are inspired by, you know, rock music and and um and folk music like you two kind of stuff, but Um, but yeah, I think it is, it is proper pop. (laughs) No.
0: Excellent. Well, let's hear, let's hear some more music. We've got uh, some tracks here on the screen. You've got the guitar. What do you want to do next?
1: I'll play a song called California. Okay. Um, it's actually a song that, um, I did not write, but someone, one of my friends, um, reached out to me to sing on it. Um, he's a DJ, Julian Zecco. And, uh, and so but it's a song that I've I've really related to actually my brother lives in California and um, yeah so it's called California
0: okay well let's hear it we have Bryn Elliott on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD it's all yours
2: never say never but I never thought I Someone like you Could be better Than a friend to fall into I still remember Cold nights, headlights, you walking me home Dancing your sweater Said you'd never let me go through the hills Back to that spot we used to chill I will always be here for ya But I got lost in California Don't say never Well I never thought I'd wonder where you are When you said forever Never thought you meant to part So already September And I spent all summer long Missing you Still wearing your sweater The only piece that's left of you I got lost in California Trying to find my way back to you I chased the sunset through the hills Back to that spot we My heart will always be here for ya But I got lost in California I chased the sunset through the hills Back to that spot we used to chill my heart will always be here for ya. But I got lost in California.
0: Very nice. That is Bryn Elliott live on the tiny stage tonight on ninety-five nine WATD. Incredible job on that, Bryn. Oh, thank you. Now you you mentioned um before that song that you know when you began writing um with a, a tribute to uh, a, f- a friend named Marie, mm-hmm. do you have songs that you have in your life or that you've written that might be too personal to share?
1: Hmm, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think anything. I think it has to be too personal. If if I write or sing a song, the one thing you're gonna know is that it honestly comes from a moment in my life, and and I have to be able to sing things that are honest from my life. And so I think for me, it's, it's always personal.
0: (laughs) That's a great answer. Thank you. (laughs) How many songs do you typically write before you, you, you have one that you think is ready to be shared?
1: Um, I think that I, I am constantly writing songs. So like, Probably every day I have a song idea. So a lot of them, you know, are not so good. So I think when I have a song idea that is good and and I write a full song, um, I'll then usually share it with, like, my parents or my friends. And if they feel like it's a good song, then I usually feel comfortable putting it out.
0: Do you have to do any preparation, prepare yourself mentally to to really share a personal song that that may, you know, have come from a deeper place in yourself
1: um yeah i think i have to really um i have to get really clear on what the song is about and what i want to say through it i think that's another powerful thing about music is that you you have a platform you know and and i think with songs like might not like me um it came from that class that i was talking about but it also came from a personal experience and i think when i wrote it and when i Put it out i realized i was gonna have to talk about you know um what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a woman in 2017 and and talking about you know empowering women and that's something i'm really passionate about so i think it's less of like oh it's personal and i don't want to share it i think it's more about like what do i want to say to the world and and what are the kind of messages that i want to be putting into my songs and and so i think that's what i think about
0: and i think the world needs more fearless songwriters like yourself who aren't <laughs> afraid to oh, share the message with the world.
1: You. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> I noticed too on your website that uh, you you journal a lot as oh, well. Yes. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, well, I I um I am constantly writing. I am writing like creative essays about my life or what I'm experiencing and and sometimes those turn into songs. Um but yeah, I think it's um, I'm always looking for a medium through which to communicate things I'm passionate about. And sometimes it's a song and sometimes it's a journal entry on my website. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Fantastic. And share that website with us again, if you would.
1: Yes, it is BrynElliott.com. My name is spelled
0: B-R-Y-N-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T. And how often do you journal on your website?
1: Um, Recently, it has not been very active, I must admit, um, due to finals and school. Ah, uh, yes. But, um, How is that going? Oh <laughs> well, I actually I am in the middle of a take home final
0: as we speak.
1: Not like right here on the radio,
0: <laughs> but um, So is that what you're doing during the uh, commercial breaks in there?
1: <laughs> you know, I am constantly thinking about I have one more essay to write for this thing and I'm like, what am I gonna write
0: about? <laughs> hey, you graduate in May, right? I do. Are yes. you excited about that?
1: You know, I am. I'm I'm excited and there is a part of me that's sad because it's like this experience at college has been so um, enriching for me as a human and as an artist. And I, I think I'll definitely be sad to say goodbye to it, um, but also very excited, tremendously excited for what's ahead for me. Too. Excellent.
0: Well, uh, let's take another quick break here. And then ahead of that, we'll have some more music awesome. with Brun Elliott. Does that work for you? Awesome. All right. You're listening to 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. This is Almost Famous. We're just as frustrated with the big recording labels as you are. And I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people, because you're bastard people. We just don't have the people skills to express it. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And we are on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD with the incredible, amazing Bryn Elliott. Bryn, how are you doing in here?
1: Doing awesome. You are sounding
0: so- fantastic. This is oh, one of my favorite you. interviews of the year.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you.
0: My pleasure. So reintroduce yourself and tell us who is Bryn Elliott.
1: Yes. So my name is Bryn Elliott and I am a local pop artist. Um, I am also a senior at Harvard.
0: Um, Yeah, that's me. Excellent. I want to talk more about Harvard, if you don't mind. Sure. Tell us, tell us, you know, what what your experience was, you know, being somebody who has never been to Boston, mm-hmm. coming to Cambridge for your first time, starting at one of the the biggest schools and the hardest schools to get into in the country. What was that like?
1: Well, it was overwhelming. I think coming from a family who had never been to college, and then to get into college and to get into Harvard, it was like, what is this world? Um, and I didn't really understand it, but I but I loved it. I loved that I could pursue um, my academic passions and all of that stuff. Um, and then I just I really focused on being an artist. I mean, I think Harvard has given me the time and space to really hone my craft and to really understand who I am. And I got connected to like the local Boston music scene, or at least in Cambridge, um, and just like fell in love with. With Boston and and the creators here, and yeah, so that's that's the story.
0: How does Boston, uh, the music scene here in Boston, compare to the music scene in Atlanta or other places that you've been?
1: Yeah, I um, I think Atlanta is very like hip hop and R and B, and that is just so awesome. I think there's so much um, happening in Atlanta right now, music wise. Um, and then you get a little trickle down from the country scene in in um Nashville and i think in in Boston you get a real mix i think with Berkeley it's just such a diverse music scene you have amazing folk singers amazing rock bands amazing indie rock bands amazing indie pop bands um a little shout out to my friends Lux, they're they're uh, um like I love pops. them. Oh my gosh! Oh, I think they're so cool. Lux to Lux. Deluxe. to Lux. Amen. Yeah, just the soul pop, and I just think they're they're like the future of music. Like they're being so creative, and and they're doing a new thing. You know, I think music is heading in this very collaborative. Um, diverse direction, and I think that Boston is um, the hotspot for that. So (laughs) I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of the most incredible music scenes.
0: That's awesome. So from somebody like you, that means a lot.
1: Oh, oh, (laughs) thank
0: you. And it seems to, and I started the show in 2011, and it seems that more and more recently, People, especially in the rock and pop world, are taking a cue from musicians in Nashville and doing co-writes. Do you find that to be the case?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I've, I've written in Nashville, and, um, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting because I think it is a very collaborative time in the music industry, and I think that that... Is one of the most beautiful things about music is that we don't have to do it alone and it breeds this just incredible community. And I think, yeah, I think I heard some statistic that's like 107 people moving to Nashville a day.
0: Sounds about right. (laughs) Mostly (laughs) from the Boston area, it seems.
1: Yeah, but it's cool. It's like LA is is now um, not just the place that's producing like, you know, pop music. Now it's Nashville and I... I think you know that'll just continue to spread to other cities, which is exciting, and I've
0: never been to nashville i I'm dying to go someday, but <gasps> I've yes. heard that that it basically is what you're saying is that there there is that section of the real hardcore country songwriters, mm-hmm. but there's also that area where the rock and pop artists are yes. kind of collaborating
1: yes, yeah, it's inspiring it's it's really inspiring and um yeah i've I've been um Honored to work with. Um, I work with a guy named Nathan Chapman down there. I wrote um, a few songs with him. And it's, yeah, it's just it's just such an incredible scene right now,
0: for sure. And I believe that you've recently been on tour with a friend of mine. <gasps> Who's that? Who is uh, Steve Stout, the, uh, one of the guitarists? In yeah, Lifehouse.
1: Steve Stout. How do you know Steve?
0: Steve was in here years and years ago when I first started the show with uh, an artist named Liz Lones.
1: Oh, my God. Playing guitar with her. Well, Steve is awesome. Yeah, LifeHouse. I was on tour with um, Switchfoot and LifeHouse this summer. And, um, man, that was like a seven-week tour. And it was the most incredible experience of my life.
0: Now, was that your first big tour?
1: I had actually toured with um, OAR as well. Okay. Um, so I think both the two of those were like my biggest tours. Um, Tell us it, about that OAR tour. What was that like? Oh, my gosh. I mean... It was the most incredible experience of my life. Like both of those tours are just being able to learn from frontmen like um Mark Roberge and John Foreman was just so awesome. Like I just remember t- literally taking notes of things that they would do on stage or ways that they would connect and John Foreman came up to me one night and was like I want you to find those things in your live show that make you, you and, and, um, find your ways to connect with the audience. And I think that's what I did this last summer. And I feel so confident about my live show now, just as a result of, of those guys really like pouring into me and, and, um, and just investing their time to talk about it. And so, yeah, I, um. Yeah, it was the most incredible experience of my life and I feel like I grew so much from it and so did my live live show.
0: That's amazing. That is the voice of Brent Elliott in studio tonight. On ninety five nine W A T D. Let's do another track. Let's yeah. uh which one do you want to play? You said Might Not Like Me.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, let's hear <laughs> this and talk us into the song if you would, Bryn.
1: Yeah, so this is a song that I wrote about um being a woman and being a woman who is empowered and um and I think I I wrote it from an experience of living in fear of um, what other people thought about me. And I I decided to write the song to kind of be an anthem for myself to, to no longer live in that fear. So it's called Might Not Like
0: Me. Okay, and you've got it on 95.9 WATD. You broke up with me For the life of me I
2: couldn't figure out what I did wrong Take you back, I'll take you back
0: That is Bryn Elliott on 95.9 WATD. Bryn is in studio with us tonight on the Tiny Stage. How are you doing in there?
1: Oh, I'm great.
0: You're sounding fantastic as always. (laughs) That obviously was not live, but uh, off off one of the uh, the recordings that you've done, one of the new singles. Tell us again uh, what that song's about.
1: Yeah, that song is about a time in my life when I decided not to live in the fear of what other people thought about me anymore. Um, and it's a song about being woman and being empowered and, um, yeah.
0: So especially right now, I think in this world, Mm -hmm. people need somebody who can influence them in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts about, about the state of, of that situation right now with, with things happening and, uh, with, with different role models kind of, uh, fading into, uh, what they shouldn't be?
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. And I think, um, I think it just goes back to what I was saying um earlier, which is like i'm i'm always I always want to stand for something um because I think this world needs people um doing that and in, in all of you know their careers in their fields and and I think uh, music has a is a powerful platform um to stand up for people like like me being a woman and for women and um that's something that I am constantly thinking about just um for myself. Um, what it means to be a woman, and, and what it means to be a woman in, in 2017, and and that's something that I I hope to continue writing songs about and speaking about, and yeah, I just think as as long as we can continually um, put hopeful messages out um, about what it means to be human and what it means to be um, women, I think I think that's that's then we're on a good path. <laughs>
0: What advice would you give to somebody listening right now who might be an aspiring asp- songwriter? Mm. Or maybe they were in a situation where nobody in their family went to college, but they yeah. want to. What, what would you say to them?
1: Well, in my case, you know, I applied twice. <laughs> it took two, two times. So I would say that even if you get rejected from a college once, um, apply again or, or apply and, and just don't give up. Um, so that's the college bit, and then as a songwriter, I would just say, write your heart. I think what people crave right now is just authenticity, and I think that's what makes a real artist. And that's what I've been learning, and I continue to learn in my life. Is just be honest, be be as honest as you can, and and you'll probably write a really good song.
0: <laughs> that's great, and you you sort of already touched on this, but what what did you learn? What, what's the biggest thing you learned from your journey? You know, as a songwriter in high school, right up until uh, your your time in Harvard right now,
1: yeah, I think for me it's that honesty thing, not to be redundant, but i I have learned that um, the most important thing in being an artist is being honest, being honest with yourself, being honest with if you have bandmates, being honest with them, um, and not doing anything to please anyone except for yourself, just knowing. Um, knowing who you are and knowing what you're called to, um, and just being very, very focused on that. And, and so part of that is just coming up with a vision, you know, and I think I've done that in the last couple of years at, at college. It's provided me a space to just come up with an artistic vision, things I'm passionate about, and, and just put those into action. Um, I think that's, that's the best advice I have right now.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Does your live shows reflect that same vision? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, I played my first headlining show ever um, two months ago at um, Brighton Music Hall. I saw
0: that. I'm sorry I missed that.
1: Oh, no worries. Um, Yeah, and I just, I'd never done that before. And I remember getting on stage and just being like, I can I can do whatever I want <laughs> up here, um, and just feeling that freedom and um, yeah, and it was just I think it it brought to light so many things that I um, was have been thinking about and have been passionate about in my journey as a as a person and as an artist. Um, so yeah, I think I think the more and more honest you can be up there on stage, uh, the better than better. The show is <laughs> so.
0: that is great advice. That is Bryn Elliott here on WATD. We do have to take our very final uh, timeout of the night, but I think we have time for I think one more track that you sent over, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll wrap up the interview.
1: Awesome! Thank You're you.
0: listening to ninety five nine WATD. This is Almost Famous introducing you to the world of local bands and musicians. The Boston Music Awards coming up on Thursday night. Carissa Johnson is up for a number of those awards, and we'll chat with her next week. Here on the Tiny Stage on WATD, we have Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues coming your way at 10 o'clock tonight, too, taking you through those early morning hours with the best blues on the radio, which includes not only blues, but music inspired by blues and the music that blues inspires. That's the Wide World of Blues with Peter Black coming up at 10 here on WATD, but more of Bryn Elliott right after this. There's a lot of quality programming out there and we'd just like to say thanks for choosing us. Biggest loser. Oh, and storage warriors. SpongeBob SquarePants is on. SpongeBob is kind of cool. Straight up. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And my name is John Shea. You're lear- learning about local bands and musicians every Tuesday night from 8 till 10 p.m., such as tonight. And we are live in studio for just a few more minutes with Bryn Elliott. Bryn, how are you holding up in there?
1: I'm doing great.
0: You're sounding great. So thank you once again for coming down to Marshfield tonight.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.
0: First things first, though, let's uh, take another look at those uh, those skies and see what's happening with the weather. What yes. do we have uh, going on?
1: Yes. Tonight we have showers, rain, and downpours after midnight. Wind gusting to 35 to 45 miles per hour. The high is 40. Um, Wednesday, we have clouds break with increasing sunshine and falling temps, um, high 56. And then Thursday, it's going to be mostly sunny and cooler with a high of 43.
0: You are a pro. Thank you. (laughs) One last time, tell us who is Bryn Elliott.
1: Uh, Yes, so I am Bryn Elliott and I am a local pop music artist. And I'm also a senior at Harvard right now.
0: Excellent. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And share with us your online information.
1: My website is com B-R-Y-N-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T. And then you can um, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BrynElliottMusic. music.
0: Fantastic. If Weird Al could take any of your songs and <laughs> turn them into a parody, what would it be and what would it be called? Oh
1: man. I feel like he would have to do like Psycho or something and make it about like fast food. My favorite my favorite <laughs> Weird Al song is Stuck in the Drive-Thru. <laughs> and I just I just selfishly want my, that to be my song. <laughs> so there we go. I like that. <laughs> Thank
0: you. What is next for you?
1: What is next? Well, I mean, I'm going to be here all. I'm hoping to stay in Boston forever and ever, but I will definitely be here through next June, and I will be playing hopefully a few live shows around town um, next next year. And um, yeah, that's that's what it is. Hopefully, an an album or an EP release sometime next year too.
0: Fantastic. And one last question. If you could go back in time and tell yourself something in high school that you know now, what would that be?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I'm so like, man, that's one I need to think about. But let me me see what I have. I think I I would tell myself um, to embrace being an artist. I think I was very reluctant um, towards it for a really long time. I think it scared me. And then one day my dad was like, do you realize you're an artist? Like, do you get that? (laughs) And I think, you know, of course he's like nervous about me being like a starving artist and all that, all those preconceptions, but he was the person who had to tell me to be an artist. So I would, I would, I would tell myself that I was an artist sooner. I think.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Again, thank you for coming to Marshfield. We have one last song to play. Bryn. tell us about this last track.
1: Yeah. So, um, I wrote this song. It's called ICU. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory, actually, um, but a cool thing about it is I wrote it in, um, with a good friend named and Cooley in Nashville. We were talking about Nashville being this collaborative pa- place right now, and and he's just an incredible producer. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a song that I, I'm really proud of.
0: Fantastic. One last time, your website? com. Okay, thank you for coming to Marshfield. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck with Harvard. Congrats okay. on everything. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you soon, I promise.
1: Thank you so All much, All right,
0: 95.9 WATD. This is called ICU.
2: I woke up out of it. I thought I read, let me go. In my car, stuck again. On the wrong side of the road. It's like you're a cop. And you don't see. How fast you drive me crazy. Flashing lights, my heart drops. Tell me how fast was I going? Attention But you got me on ADD your ADD